Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood, this is SoFloRadio.com. Mr. Garner, do you agree with Ben, or do you think we can stimulate growth through temporary incentives? As long as the roots are not severed, all is well, and all will be well in the garden. In the garden? Yes. In a garden, growth has its season. First comes spring and summer, but then we have fall and winter. And then we get spring and summer again. Spring and summer? Yes. <clears throat> then fall and winter? Yes. I think what our insightful young friend is saying is that we welcome the inevitable seasons of nature, but we're upset by the seasons of our economy. Yes, there will be growth in the spring. Well, Mr. Garner, I must admit that is one of the most refreshing and optimistic statements I've heard in a very, very long time. <laughs> I admire your good, solid sense. That's precisely what we lack on Capitol Hill. <laughs> That's the only thing we're lacking on Capitol Hill, baby. Seriously. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Tony C. Welcome to the Groovathon. I'm back. And, of course, I'm sitting next to Gramps, our newly minted grandpa over here, the master, the master himself, Los Georges. That's Gramps Master Flash to you. Gramps Master. <laughs> how long did it take to call me? You just take, now, just now. I just, you just, come on. That's how I work. You didn't write this down? You didn't, you didn't work no. on this wrong? Because that is good. Gramps Master Flash? I like I'm that. I'm spontaneous. I like that. The sugar, you're writing that one down, aren't you? No, no, I'm just getting a blank page right now. Okay, I was going to say. Excel for Tony. This is what <laughs> that, That's what you got for me, so I can keep a list of the songs. Yes. I literally can't keep track of what I play, and I don't want to play things again. Hope everybody's having a good day. Hope you had a good weekend. I missed you, pal. It's been like four weeks. Right back at you. What, what is this? This is the I Dream of Genie theme? What are, we, uh, what are we starting the show with over here? That is the I Dream of Genie theme. <laughs> like that one? I'm going to go like this. This is the Love Boat theme? I love it. No, this is... <laughs> as I made a promise last on the... Last year, I said that I had discovered this show, this song by Dizzy Gillespie and Layla Schifrin. Layla Schifrin, when I was going through that, uh, you know, my 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 obsession with uh, music for uh, movie car chase scenes. This is that kind of thing, and I found it's called very, Ozone very, very Madness. Funky. Kicking off the show is uh, that was a little thing. I, I couldn't resist that because I finally figured something out. That was um, from being there. Ah, uh, that is Chauncey the Gardener, you know, fooling everybody, and I figured it out. Donald Trump is a cross between Chauncey the Gardener and P.T. Barnum. That's what he is. The difference between him and P.T. Barnum, by the way, is that, uh, you know, P.T. Barnum uh, has, like, actual bona fides. He was a real politician. Right, right. Okay, uh, from Connecticut. He was, like, in the legislature. I think he was a mayor. Uh, I was going to say the difference is P.T. Barnum could fool a normal person. A normal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't have to be... Uh, sterno junkie to be fooled by P.T. Barnum. Unbelievable. That's right. It's caucus day, everybody. Caucus? All they do is lie to us. Thank you. I'll be here all week. I, I literally I wrote down something the other day. I'm like, I'm waiting for the next P.T. Barnum to step up to the microphone and say, follow me 
and then I'll tell you why I should be your leader. Now, that's the Paul Ryan methodology. I spoke about that a couple weeks ago. He's like, sure, we're going to get rid of Obamacare. Uh, what are you going to replace it with? Ah, we'll get to that. Just, just. We, we know, we know. Sign on Fuck with you our, die. That's what we're going to replace right, it with. That's your, that's our medical plan for you. Any event, um, we were just discussing how, how much we hate Iowa. You know, it's not that I hate yeah. Iowa. It's that we don't understand how these guys became, did the bellwether state. Literally, the candidates spend an entire year kowtowing to cow tippers. Yeah. I don't, yeah. you know, well, the evangelical thing is, fuck evangelical. With all due respect to their. You know, I tried that cow tipping when I lived, uh, you know, in Montana. But like any Cuban, I over tipped so they wouldn't let me. <laughs> do that anymore. Somebody was telling me they actually sleep, you know, on their, they don't sleep standing up anyway. So that's bullshit. It's another one of those, that was one of the things I discovered about P.G. Barnum. He actually didn't say, um, there's, there's a sucker, sucker born, born every minute. minute. Yeah, no. it's not him. That is not him. Well, in any who, event. Who do we give that credit to? In any event, since I just hocked a big old loogie on the Hawkeye State, I, uh, I've got a yin to that yang because I'm going to kick off the show with some outstanding rock and roll from Iowa, which is a good thing. Lots of stuff to get to today. Fabulous groove all over the place. Plus, I got comedy from Robert Klein. I've got a double shot of uh, Grand Funk Railroad, including a track with Frank Zappa on guitar from the album that he produced for them. Most people are unaware of that one. It was their last album that came out. Uh, they were literally planning on breaking up. I think they had like a contractual obligation. So I've got that. We are going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff, including fracking here in Florida. Bad water oy, in Flint. Bad yeah. water in Flint. And yeah, I survived the blizzard and came out the back end of it better than I was before. No frostbite. That no I can frostbite. See. Great pictures. A lot of fun. And basically, it's, you know, New York City gets kind of nice in the snow. People become much cooler and friendlier. Anybody who's out the blizzard has a smile on their face. Okay? Because they want to be out. There's no reason, you know. Everybody else, most people are hunkered down, but when you, you know, my mom lives pretty close to the park. So there's that stream of people going in there to take advantage of the snow, and it was, it's beautiful. I got a whole bunch of really cool pictures of no cars. <laughs> there are nothing. And it's strange in New York when there is no cars on the road. Six foot snow drifts on 7th Avenue the next day. Six feet. They had it all pushed to one side. So I survived that. We're going to do all of that, of course, today. Uh, it's going to be surrounded by two hours, the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. Of course, you know what I forgot? You know what I forgot? It's, been a, forget? it's been a while. It's been a while. Attitude of gratitude. That is right, my brother. That is right. Every groove is on centers around an attitude of gratitude. It is just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. That's right, Hollywood, Florida. Just past 9 o'clock on the Big Island. Just past 7 o'clock in Lytham St. Anne on the Blessed Plot. Hello to all the people touring out there. My friends are on tour out there right now. And yet, guess what? I no longer have Eastern Bloc representation. And that's a good thing. Myself and my mom are very happy that Celeste decided to move. So right now, it's 2 a.m. in Bangkok, Thailand, which is where she is. And there's a rumor. I hear a rumor. She's going to be moving to a really cool place. Lisbon, Portugal. Which is a party town, boy. That is a happening little joint. So that's cool, Celeste. You get your ass over there because, seriously, Istanbul, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, not, it's not the place. I can't say nasty shit if she's listening to it. You about ready to kick this puppy Let's off? Let's do it. Yeah, baby. We're going to kick it off with something good out of Iowa. It's Radio Moscow on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. 
coucher avec moi ce soir Voulez-vous coucher avec moi Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir Voulez-vous coucher avec moi We have a priority system which athletes are for some reason at the very top Now, I could accept this when I was eight. I lived a mile from Yankee State. It was Mickey Mandel. Jeez. Mickey. Oh, me, I love you. I love you, Mickey. You know, when the Yankees lost the World Series in 1955, my sister very unwisely went, They lost the World Series. Uh, when they got me off her throat some ten minutes later, it was then my father said, What the Yankees ever do for you? It sobered me, you know, a little bit. <laughs> you know, I'm 31 now. I have other priorities. I've, you know, Mickey is not that well-rounded. <laughs> great, I, I love great ball play, but he's not that complete a person. I saw him in that brute commercial. There's not too much happening up here <laughs> in the old head. And I'm like, I'm sorry. He had three words to say. I like brute. <laughs> you had to take one word at a time. I cut Mickey great. Um, <laughs> now... It's just fabulous, Mick. Uh, Willie Mays, one of my favorites for years. I mean, all-time greats, right? Willie, a great gentleman, great ball player, not too much happening. Uh, P.M. Sutton, we like to feel good and smell good and... Uh... I mean, they make such gods out of you. Have you heard Chris Schenkel talk about Arnold Palmer, the golfer? Like he was a religious figure of some sort. That was courage on the 13th hole, Byron. Right into a wind. What a man, what a putter, what a citizen, what a millionaire, what a fabulous <laughs> private pilot, what a human being, what a citizen, what a... <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Priorities, let's go, you know. What a terrific hero system. Joe Namath, who's a very nice guy. I've done some of those talk shows with him. But the sexist thing, they keep on plugging home till it's endless. You know, watch Joe Namath get creamed. Joe, the girl's always a girl. There's nothing I like better than good hot buttered popcorn and a nice piece of ass. Yeah. <laughs> Every possible product becomes a sex thing, you know. Look who gets the girl in the society, right? In my mind, a true hero, American hero. Dr. Jonas Salk discovered a cure for polio. He probably can't even get laid. <laughs> There are not that many scientist groupies hanging around waiting for it. Hello, Dr. Salk. My name is Myrna. I love you, baby. I love you. I love, I love the little spectacles. I love the hair. And I, I, I love you, sulky baby. I love you.
Yeah, one's getting it done there. A little Sly and Robbie in the background. There's Sly tomorrow and Robbie Shakespeare doing the bass and drums on that. Pull up to the bumper before that. The Sneaker Pimps. Actually, just Sneaker Pimps. Low place like home. That's from their uh, first CD, Becoming X. This guy's out of England. And just another another piece of evidence of the influence of the Beastie Boys. The name Sneaker Pimps is... Uh, they got that. They, they guess they read an article about the Beastie Boys having hired somebody to go out and literally find the sneakers they wanted, and they called him a sneaker pimp, and that's where they got their name from. For that, one of my favorites. You know, I I finally came across uh, the the two Robert Klein albums that I had. You know, that my mother had had when I was growing up, um, which are Mind Over Matter and New Teeth. And he's so far ahead of the game. I played a lot of his stuff on Oil. Couple of weeks ago, uh, so that one's on Heroes, which is absolutely fantastic. I like to feel good and smell good, and uh, <laughs> Willie Mays. The, the thing I like is the it takes it takes Mickey Mantle three takes to do to do one thing. I like brute. <laughs> so before that, thought you'd like this. The Lords of Acid doing Lady Marmalade's Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? It's a killer version. They've got. Uh, a CD out with a bunch of uh, remixes of other people's songs that they did. I managed to stumble across that. Kicking off the set, yeah, I found a reason that I can like Iowa again. Radio Moscow. There you go. No good woman. Those guys are actually um, on tour right now for all of my uh, for all the Grooveteers who are in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, they are doing. I think they just finished South America and they're on to New Zealand and they're going to be in Australia for like I don't know ten shows or something like that. So. If you're south south of the equator, check those guys out. Absolutely fabulous straight-up rock and roll from the heartland. Hey, you know what? Bunch of stuff happened. Last show was pre-recorded because I was in New York, and while I was there, yeah, blizzard. Woke up on a Saturday morning, and I swear to God, because the Friday night before I'd been out, um, and I woke up Saturday morning, and it's like somebody walked over the window and spray-painted it white. <laughs> it's just the New York gets eerie when there's a blizzard going on. It, it gets quiet and people turn into nicer people. Wow. They really do. There's no cars. They they eliminate all the cars from that. And when I was in New York, I uh, got to do a bunch of stuff, which was uh, really cool. You know, I was up there helping my mom, so I was upstate for a while. And then when I got back to New York on Friday night, my friend Roger Hitz, who is from Flint, Michigan, which is where Grand Funk Railroad is from. He's actually from Saginaw. So I don't know how many days it took him to hitchhike. It only took uh, Simon and Garfunkel apparently four to hitchhike from Saginaw. There we go. That's why. That's why I thought of it. I was trying to remember why I had that written down. Now I remember. Got it. I talked my way right into it. It's fabulous. So we went and saw at BB King's Mark Farner, the guitar player from Grand Funk Railroad. And this is one of the cool things about a place like BB King's. Um, they, their shows start on time. Okay? So when it says 7.30, they started at 7.30. And we were there, and some of the things... We ran into these two guys from Guatemala who were the biggest Grand Funk Railroad fans I've ever seen in my life. These guys were just loving it. And it's literally... This was on their bucket list. was to see Mark Varner. And, uh, you know, killer show. The guy had a heart attack like a year ago. And he is back rocking as hard as ever. You know, you forget the Grand Funk Railroad basically was the number one selling band in the uh, in the seventies. I think they, you know, they rocked the place. Apparently, they blew Zeppelin off the stage at some point. My my friend Roger is a font 
of information on these guys because, you know, hometown rock and roll. And he grew up with, I believe, the bass player. So, you know, which is the one of the other foreigners. So that was there. And then the bonus package for me was that on the exact same night, only four blocks away, Ron Sunshine was playing at Swing 46. So we exit B.B. King's from the Mark Farner Show, walk, which is on 42nd between 7th and 8th. Four blocks away, be on 46th between 8th and 9th. Swing 46. Stroll on in there. Ron Sunshine literally walked in as he's starting his set. As they were starting his set. Nice. So that's a good night of music. And all of this was like, you know, half a step before the blizzard. Because as we're walking out of the Sunshine, Ron Sunshine show, okay, the snow's already starting to come down. So, you know, you can you can see it coming and stuff. Then the next morning, it's like, it just didn't stop. It just kept snowing and snowing and snowing and snowing. And I they didn't break the record. That was the thing. I think the record was 28, was 27.8 inches. You know what they got? 27.7 inches in Central Park. So they might as well have, you know, they, it was a lot of freaking snow. For 24 hours, that was a lot of snow, pal. And uh, what else? I don't know, you know, there was... One of the nice things I did was we did a mitzvah. We got Bruce, uh, a guy named Bruce Alexander and his woman into the uh, Ron Sunshine show to check them out. Everybody loved them. You know, Roger had never seen him live. So, you know, I've known Ron for 30 years. Got the brand new album out, Bring It Home, on the Rondette Jazz label. So you want to go and pick that up. I played a couple of tracks from that last year, and I'll be playing more this year because it is chock full of just groovy-ass swing music. And the guy, he got it done on this one. So... One of the things I did was, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, you get involved in music, and so what ends up happening is you forget about classic rock like Grand Funk Railroad. You were playing sure. the, the Simpsons. The Simpsons. It's, yeah, it's, it's, you know. The it's, wild shirtless lyrics of Mark Farner. Right. And the, what, the competent drumming. <laughs> that was the competent <laughs> drumming. That was it. So, yeah, it's his favorite band. So, you know. And um, when I went to the show, he played all the great, all the, all the stuff that was that was terrific. You know, all the Grand Funk Railroad songs, and he he built that that stuff out. And Mark gets done, and um, so you know, I was reminded of a whole bunch of great tunes. The other thing that I just wrote down, we were talking about this. I want to get this out of the way before I forget. Was the Trump thing? He was talking about yeah. the art of the deal. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was, comp- you know, I made the comparison. I said that he's a, a cross between uh, Chauncey the Gardener and P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum actually wrote a book called uh, Art of Money Making, which is his how-to book for business. It's, you know, it's uh, Dale Carnegie meets Tony Robbins meets, I don't know, uh, you know, some Carl Icahn. (laughs) That's what what this book is. It's, you know, it's literally a how-to book based on his experiences. And this is the guy, you know, the ultimate showman. He's the man that invented the aquarium, first aquarium in the United States. Him, he had the, this huge museum in New York, and um, you know, and then he went on to do politics. He was actually a Democrat, and then he switched over to be to to be a Republican, um, and was very, you know, anti-slavery. Um, all you know, he's very much about that. And what got him into it is because he had a slave. <laughs> he had his own slave, and she talked. To, she turned him around. All right, you know, a Way man whose mind can be changed by logic and fact and and morality. That's admirable. Fine with me. He was also, this is one of the things, you know, this, this, I, I, years ago I went on this P.T. Barnum kick. I started reading a lot about him. This guy is literally, he was like uh, Penn and Teller before Penn and Teller. 
be, I, I saw a Penn and Teller show years ago, and what the, the whole show was what they would do is these original magic tricks that they would do, and then after they did the trick, mm-hmm. they'd come out and show you how sure. they did. Yeah, it. yeah. Magicians was, hated them. Yes, yeah. It was literally it was, it was sacrilege in the magic world, and that's why as a juggler myself, I don't give a shit about magic because anybody can do magic. It takes skill to be a juggler. Okay, you can learn how to do magic. That's yeah. that's a learned skill. But if you don't have eye hand coordination, you're never going to be a great juggler. That's it. So jugglers rule, magicians take a back seat, have a nice day. So he did that. The other thing he did was um remember when it was Larry Flint, I guess, did a thing where he said he offered a million dollars to anybody that could, you know, prove that the Kennedy assassination wasn't you know, was a conspiracy. Okay. He, he, he did something like that. He offered PD Barnum offered what I guess at the time was some sort of large sum of money for anybody that could prove that they were uh, that they had the ability to talk to the dead. Like there was a whole thing going on, I guess, then with these you know mediums and oh, saying, Houdini was on a uh, similar crusade, exactly. You know, de- and debunking people, exactly. That's what this way. He's got a book out there, like you know, a whole book about debunking stuff. And he said, "I'll give anybody, you know, money who can come in and prove to me that they can." Talk to people in the afterlife. Nobody took him up by, of course. That's money that stayed in his pocket as he knew it would. So, we keep the funk going. We keep the groove going. I've got a double shot of Grand Funk Railroad, but not back to back because we're going to put another song a little bit later on the shredding department. And we got two shredders on that song. But Mark Farner is an axe man. Boy, can, boy plays guitar. And there's a lot of stuff out by these guys, but one of my favorites is shining on, and there's a great live version of it. These guys actually were under contract to, uh, for, I can't remember, MCA or whatever label they were on at the time. And they were, you know, it's rock and roll in the 70s. So after you do the first three albums and everything's going great, you've toured the world and you're fabulous, you know, that's when the band starts breaking up because of whatever breaks up rock and roll bands. They were under contractual obligation. They had like two more records left. And so what they did is they put out a double live album. And they, okay, and I think it's Columbia, actually. Columbia came back and said, well, that's not going to cut it because some of those songs were already recorded. You have to do another one. <laughs> but the double live album is killer. We keep the groove of Don going with Grand Funk Railroad live, shining on.
Blues and Kappa Power. Get ready for the ride, verbally hang glide, right and stay tied, missions inside, murderer worldwide. 
stage and show night.
Dandell's Riot on Sunset Strip, one of my all-time favorite garage rock songs. Before that, a favorite of both of ours, The Cars. Yeah, man. Candy O, the first two albums, we're talking yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. I was just, we were Gems, doing, every song every on Every song them. on it. That album, The Cars' first album, and I was, um, Joe Jackson's Look Sharp. Those two records, each of them had probably, I think, five or six top 10 45s, every single song. When I re-listened to some of this stuff... What what amazes me is how much I remember every single song. Why? Because it was constantly on the radio. You could not not hear that. Sure. And in my car. And I'm and tape right, deck. Because I, I really yeah, liked them. I really played that record. Before that, Jurassic 5, that is uh, with Big Daddy Kane, one of my faves from the West Coast. That is a day at the races from Power in Numbers from 2002. And kicking off the set, GFR, baby, shining on live, 1974 from their double live album. So, here we go. Florida's going to get fracked, baby. They're going to frack you right in your poop chute. They're going to frack you, frack you in an inch of your life. Makes me sick to my stomach now. Later, it's just going to make us sick. Sick, right. Yeah. There you go. Right, like they do in Flint. It's literally, this is just another example. One, I'll tell you something. This is, this is what, one of those reasons I got kind of turned around the TPP. Okay? Mm. Not fully. I'm not fully turned around. But I'm, I'm edging more towards your what, what you were talking about. Fracking... Okay, any industry that has a methodology for achieving its goals where they refuse to let you know how that methodology works, I'm against it. Sure. Straight up. Just out of principle. Like, why 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 are you hiding it? Exactly. Okay, and now they're talking about doing this shit in the Everglades. First of all, our water table here is very low. Oh, we, it's like right uh, below the Florida is a freaking pumice sponge. It's a limestone sponge. We don't have bedrock in Florida. Why does it have like these huge sinkholes? This is everywhere. a giant sandbar exa- with some grass on it. In addition to which, the entire state is at sea level. The right, whole state right. is at sea level. I don't know what the highest point of elevation in the state of Florida is, but it's less than a thousand feet. Dude, if they Bars, if like, they frack on Thursday, we're drinking the toxins Thursday afternoon. And, and, and that's how fast it'll be. And the Everglades is, you know, I, I if I would if I have to tell anybody how important the Everglades are. Yeah, well, they don't understand people from away from here, and half the people that live here they don't understand. They don't get it. How important the Everglades it, is? Really, this to the, is not. To the life. It's not important because you tourists get to come here and take airboat yeah, rides, no. which are really cool. By yeah, the way. yeah, they, yeah, they are. They do they. No, they Gator hunting, if you Gator, can. I tell you something. I finally went. I've been down here for like four years, and I finally went. You drive all the way out on Sunrise yeah. to like that last spot out there, and you can take these these uh, rides, and you have to do it like after the rainy season. You want mm-hmm. the maximum amount of, of water there, yeah. and you see gators all over. It's a 10-footers everywhere. I was yep. like, wow, this yep. is cool. 
You know, and they're going to come in and frack. And, you know, fracking oil prices right now are ridiculously low. Which, sure. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's great. What about the poor oil workers? Fuck you. Yeah. Don't care. Don't care. Same thing for the coal workers, natural not- gas workers. Uh, listen, I don't care. Oh, what about are you doing that. with my poison industry? You're you're <laughs> you're in- interfering with my ability to sell poison for a living. We have we're just continuously sticking straws over and over into this planet. Eventually, yeah. we're going to siphon the fucker dry. <sighs> There's going to be nothing left. We're going to run out. But you know what? Don't let that stop you from trying as much. And we don't need it. We yeah. don't need it. You're in the, the sunshine state. We should be the nation's leader in solar energy. Well, no. Arizona. Well, I yeah. don't understand why every single house in the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix doesn't have solar panels on it. Every right. house. Sure. Every single house should be run on solar power. It, I remember buying a car there. I swear to God. When I was living in Phoenix. Bought a car there. And it was a... Yeah, this is in 93. I got a 1985 Firebird 305 with the T-tops. Okay? You take the tops off, and then you have to put them back on. It's a pain in the ass. It's not like when he's convertible. Yeah, okay, but out there, who the hell cares? I literally never put them on the car. I took them off the second day I owned it and crashed it two months later. And never once did I put them on. No rain? No rain. <laughs> none. Zero. Also, there's a video out there that exists... There was a day in which it was like 104 where we fried an egg on the hood of my car. It was black. We literally went out, put butter on the hood after I'd driven a car, pulled in, let it sit there for a while, put butter and an egg and fried an egg on my car. So there's a video out there. The Robert Brand, I think, still got that somewhere. So they're going to frack us now. And yeah. the, uh, there's some interesting quotes. You know, the, the bill bans the practice until the state environmental regulators complete a study in 2017 to determine... The potential impact that operations will have on the state's geology and, quote, fragile water supply. Here's the interesting thing, though. But it also (laughs) prohibits local governments from imposing their own bans on regulations. Basically, what they've said is the state is going to usurp local local government authority. Okay, The state has power over that. So every time one of you jack-off constitutionalists says, oh, what about the, the government overreach? There's your fucking government overreach. There sure. it is, right there. Right. You're no worried diff- about the feds. What you know, states' rights. You know what, the state can screw you too. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's no difference between the federal government imposing its will on the state than there is on the state imposing its right. will on the county. Right. The county imposing its will on the city. The city imposing its uh, will on its citizens. We have the right to live somewhere where they're not fracking. Uh, yeah. I, I believe. Just call yeah. me kooky. Yeah, and the other thing, this is one of those things that, that pisses me off about libertarians. Are like, you know, if I've got my own property, my own land. Then I can do anything I want. Yeah, but what yeah. about when the shit you do starts running down? How about all the snow yeah. that wafts into my my land, which is right next to yours? Yeah, right? I tried that cooking meth, and the next door neighbor they they, they bumped yeah, out. They, on they threw a flag on that Columbia. play. Yeah. That's it. Cuban <laughs> coffee. The reason why meth never took off in South Florida. That's it. We don't need meth. We've got, we've got little plastic cups. No, we have another method. Of jet fuel. <laughs> yeah. Pump that stuff right into sure. you, baby. I'll widen your eyes. Forget forget drugs. That is the drug. That, that stuff is just jet fuel. So they're going to frack us to death. You know, the study uh, will then be used to inform regulators uh, regulations by Department of Environmental and Protection. Proposed rules must come back for legislative approval. So let's the, the one thing I will say that I'm grateful for. 
is that they didn't just ram it down our throats. There's going to be a years of study. We're going to have plenty of time to scream at Plenty of people. time to vote those guys out. Every single... And Every they're, single they're one all Republican. They're all up for election. All up for election this year. Every single one of these people is up for election. I posted that. I posted the list. Just go right down the line. They're all Republicans, first of all, so that ought to make it easy. Exactly. Just Actually, there's a few Democrats that voted. I think it was six uh, Democrats. Okay. There were six Democrats that Get voted. them out of there, too. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. This, this is, you know... This is what happens when the state says we know more than the citizens. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like a really good example of that, why don't you try drinking that water in Flint? Oh. I I don't understand that why they knew about for years. This is. I have friends of mine that are conservative, mm-hmm. and I posted this thing, and and this is what really bothers me about my right wing conservative Republican friends, and these are friends of mine, and. and you know, they're not stupid. These are not stupid people by any stretch of the imagination. But whenever I point something out, okay, about that Republicans have done, okay, and in this case, the meme that got my head to explode on the spot was Hillary. It's like a picture of Hillary Clinton talking about how this is racist, which it mm-hmm. is. If these were rich white people, they wouldn't have done yeah, that. We all not. know that. Yeah. That is, that is, that is prima facie. Sure. Okay, right there. Um, and then below that was a picture of the city council for Flint. It's all black. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't get to do anything. They're figureheads at this point because, and I said, you know, perhaps you need a, I told my friend, I said, perhaps you need a tutorial in how a town manager works when mm. he is plan, when, when he is basically given the role of mayor. Sure. And they basically, un, they basically did the governor. Took out this guy Snyder took out the duly elected mayor and said, "I know better," and this is what we get. You know, it, they basically poisoned nine thousand kids all for the sake of saving Horrible. a few, th- a, a few, few million, a, a few, few million dollars, municipal right. dollars. And now you know what it's going to cost a, a, them a fraction, a fraction of one point five billion yeah. dollars to replace the pipe. And, and never mind the lawsuits. Yeah, forget about that. Oh, and hold on a second. Never mind what it's going to cost now because we now have nine thousand kids with potential brain damage. Yep. Okay, so forget what it's going to cost to deal with them properly. How about the opportunity cost of what they could have done yep. had you not fucked up their cerebellum? It's the sad. frontal uh, cortex it, is going to be fried. And it was years. It's tragic. Years. And now they're like, you know, and yeah, that was the other thing. I saw this thing. It was, stop bringing bottled water. You want to shower in bottled water? Right. How can you shower in bottled water? How come they're little, not on the stick with A little bit at this? a time. You squeeze. That's it. You have to put little holes in. Oh, right, have, yeah. like three people holding it over sure, you. Sure, yeah. Un, yeah. I, I don't get this. And I asked my friends, what is it with you guys? You know, they always have to, it's never, they can never come back and say, you're right, this is despicable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, it's, no. It's oh, not no. about that. It's right. like, oh, what about when you guys did fill in right. the blank? Right, no. It was like, well, as that. If, like that my has one like, to do with the other. was like, what about LBJ? I was like, I'll never forgive him for the whole, for, for extending the war. You think I can't speak poorly against... Right. About what Democrats do. Wrong is wrong. Wrong is wrong. Political affiliation should have nothing to do with the ethics and morality sure. behind a move like this. And the ethics and morality behind a, behind the move in Flint are non-fucking-existent. They are amoral, aethical. Yep. It's disgusting. They Forget about firing the guy. Okay? He needs to be in jail. Imprisoned. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And... Better than that, though. Here's where we go. This is what. This is how you know this guy's just douche, douches Maximus. Okay, because of course he's got a. Uh, he had to hire. He had to bring somebody 
to do a complete study on how this went wrong. You know, we mm. hired a guy that was a really large campaign contributor. Sure, of course. Well, who would you hire? <laughs> I was, I'm evil, I, not stupid. The Flint thing really is is this is what happens when you let you know these people who are like government intruding on our lives, big government. We we need to get them out of the way. On us. This yeah. is what happens. Okay, when you do that, when you have no regulations, when you have nobody overseeing something, you wind up with a financial disaster that crashes the world. You wind up with fracking in Florida, and you wind up poisoning nine thousand children. Okay, mm-hmm. in Flint, it's it's I I really do think, and I don't see any way of denying it. There's no way this happens in Shaker Heights, Ohio. Right. There's no way this happens in a rich place. In a rich white place, it doesn't happen. It doesn't even have to be white. Forget that. This is a money issue. This has nothing to do with black or white. I really, right. I, I, I firmly believe that. Just so happens, the city happens to be primary. But I'll tell you something. They could get away with this in, you know, in some shithole place down in Mississippi. You know, yeah. where they're all living off the state. Or West Virginia with the coal miners, and let's do the mountaintop drilling. Right? Or, yeah. And let you fuck you up the environment, muddy the rivers. Yeah, they do it all the time. All the time, and now. I, I want to see where the tail end of this comes out because this is a criminal act. Absolutely. This is a no murder. This is James Bond supervillain kind of shit. Yeah. The Joker did that, poisoned the Gotham's water supply. That's I, comic I, book right. supervillain shit. Uh, and and his speech, because I watched bits and pieces, because right after this like became a major issue, he had to do his state of the state yeah. uh, address. And he basically said, you know, this was a conglomeration. This is, you know... State, local, and federal all coming in and messing it up. It was really yeah. no, no. It was your decision. You did it. You put your man in there, and he fucked up the town. That's it. End of discussion. There is yep. no federal government in this. Federal government had nothing to do with this. As a matter of fact, the federal government tried to stop him from putting the uh, town manager in there. Okay? And he got elected on this. What is wrong with people? And... The best thing was is they took a survey. His, you know, his approval rating went down to like 25, 20 some odd percent. I was like, okay, I want to know who those people are. Who are the 20 some odd percent that approve of this guy? White people. Rich white people. I, I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's the people I mean, that don't live in Detroit. Right. It's the people that all moved out of Detroit proper. And <laughs> they're on the other side of the eight mile. I ain't poisoned some of them little dark kids. <laughs> I, I. I watch this and it, it really infuriates me. It infuriates me that we allow that that even after it's discovered, we're seemingly powerless to do anything against it except scream and yell at a guy, you know, and scream and yell. I mean, can we send a hit squad after him? Let's mow this guy down. Nope, you said it, not me. Ted Nugent, I got something for oh, you. Oh yeah, pal. no, Ted Nugent's all you know is going to help him out. Ted Nugent, it's all for it. <laughs> all for it. Poisoning there's little no black way, kids? There is, awesome. There's there's no way I'm going to write a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the lead scratch fever. Yeah. That's it. Talk about lead. I mean, this guy, what he needs is lead poisoning another way. Sure. We need to uh, lead there poison you go. this guy at like 5,000 miles an hour from the from the, the barrel of a gun. Seriously, I know I'm not supposed to say that. No, so you're not supposed to say that. this guy around at least. Telling the FBI, telling the FBI on you. They're here. Bonk, bonk, bonk. I'd like to see this guy really brought up. I'd like to see it all come out. You know, and I like the fact that he releases his emails. Okay, Mm -hmm. but they're all the emails after it. 
Nobody, nobody's yeah. got a copy of the emails from no, before. Which I, 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 I shared that story. They're actually uh, laughing about it. They're making jokes yeah. about the, uh, about the kids and they're the poisoning, the people dying. R R R. People are dying. R R R. They're dark. What is what is wrong with us? You know, and all of my friends, these these anti-government. Mm-hmm. I don't want overregulation, overimposition. This is what happens. Okay. This is the only thing that government should exist for. This is the, the this reason is, right. for government. And these guys want to get rid of it Not all. Not preventing gay marriage or abortion or any of this other really intrusive stuff that they're all happy about, the small government people. This is what we need a government for, is so that the people can drink some water. Absolutely. You know, they... Uh, they, they the jack off did, do, um, do, you know the the Romans gave a rat's ass about the quality of the water <laughs> you understand go ahead they, yeah they, they, no they, no you gotta, the aqueduct you gotta, made sure sure you, you know so this isn't a new concept that it's the that it's the responsibility of the state to provide people in a city with some potable water that's not, well that's, I gotta tell you something <laughs> I lived in a place in Hawaii where it was not the responsibility there was no underground plumbing you had to get your own water you well, had to deal with your own tank all and right, you could do right. catchment water. And I read a thing where some guy in Oregon, mm-hmm. I think Oregon or Washington State, they literally, I'm not sure who it was, it was like Nestle, I think, you know, the big Oh, bottle. yeah, yeah, they're buying up all the water. But but they're also bringing him to court because they're saying he's not allowed to do To collect rainwater, right. I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's a law in a lot of places. I'm like, whoa, when did you guys own the sky? When did you purchase that? Did I miss this? That, this goes, How is that? This goes way bought? back. This goes way back to when farmers would would trap creek water, which well, which that's because fed, that's fed from the downstream. rain, right? But that's the thing. The rainwater fills the creek, so they would capture the rainwater. Yes. It wouldn't be able to fill the that's creek. That's a big problem. And the farmer in, down downstream wouldn't get any. That's a big problem. That's that was the beginning of those laws. That's a huge in, in the problem day. in uh, in third world sure. countries where one country. Is at the at the, the very yeah. bottom of the slope of the mountain. Yep. But that river yep. runs all the way through the next country. The next country's getting screwed. And the people upstream, they piss and they shit in the river. And right, but this, big... is, this isn't about that. This is yeah. catchment water. I know. So basically, he's just putting a bunch of buckets out on yeah, his land no, and getting rain. That's... And they're saying he can't do that. No. Nope. How? No. They yeah. own it. They own it. They... Nestle well wants done. to own all the water. Nestle, that's that's their thing. They want to own all the water. Well, fuck that. That yes. The, the president of Nestle said that uh, water is not a right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you really gotta you really gotta step back and question the logic of a of a country where they believe that it is a right to own a gun, but not a right to have, have health care. Wa- water, right? And or water, yeah, yeah, good drinking water. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I I, I think we deserve all of them. <laughs> right. I want to protect my water with my gun. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> You know what? And you're going to need water, and you're going to need healthcare when I shoot you. <laughs> so, let's have all of it. Wow, well, there we go. That's a good segue yeah. because I've got a song coming up by The Kills called Fuck the People. And literally, I get Another Flint. Is, you know, that is perfect. That is the perfect way to start off the next set. Yeah, baby. It's the Groovathon right now with The Kills doing Fuck the People.
I had so long ago With a message that was hidden But I'm trying to show About how we are all unique and different We're all the same In the love that we are sharing When we're playing the game It's my mission to inform you That the message is true When I communicate music Then I really get through it is a uh, disease, mostly Eastern, I guess, and maybe men's rooms are the biggest collection. I have seen graffiti, and graffiti can really run the gamut. The best I've ever seen, I, I mean, and I did a concert uh, this past year at uh, Harvard at the Sanders Theater there. Uh, above the urinal in the men's room is a three-panel job on the wall. <laughs> Fabulous, with quotes from the Bible and Nietzsche. I got so interested, I peed in my shoe when I was reading it. Bitter end in New York, there's stuff on the wall like Vinny eats it. <laughs> this is a shitty place. Smile, you're on TV. Want a good one? Two, four, three, eight, one, eight. Yeah, with very primitive drawings of genitals at miss. <laughs>
Mondo Funk. And it's Give It To Me from 2005 from their self-titled album, CeeLo Funk. Those guys are out of Spain. When I first heard that song, I was browsing around through a bunch of tunes someplace. I don't remember where, but the first thing that I thought of was they, they sound like um, the Hippie Nuts, the band that... Uh, you know, that I discovered, you know, through these people in New York. So I played some of their stuff. It had that kind of sound to it, which I like. You know, it's kind of groovy and got flow to it and everything. Before that, pretty much the the antithesis of CeeLo Funk. Wendy Will, Wendy O. Williams and Lemmy doing Tammy Wynette the way we like it here. Not by her. <laughs> okay? Doing their version of Stand By Your Man. They, those guys came out. They did a, uh, like an EP. It's like a four-song EP, and that's one of the tracks off for that Robert Klein doing his take on graffiti. The Bad Cookies, that is Let's Get Connected from the New Testament of Funk, which is one of the 15 Acid Jazz Collection CDs I have. So every once in a while, I'll, I'll like scan through, scan through one of the CDs, and I'll find a track I like you know, that I can play. I've got them all. I have like one. I think I have one through twelve. Actually, I think it's twelve volumes I've got. And that one is a uh, volume four. <laughs> okay, and kicking off the set that kills. Fuck the people. Time for me to yeah. take care of the people that take care of me. Okay, of course you know who that is. That's Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, where they're building what? What are they building there in Pompano? Cars. And what else? <laughs> oh, they- oh, AK-47s. Thank you. Kalishnikov. It's good. It's good rifle. It's, it's good. good rifle. Turn it around. No Made reloading. in America. Made in America. Made in America. Kalishnikov. You want one. We, we do least, want one. At least one. And now we have the new, they're coming out with the new Alpha. Is that what The Alpha is? Series. 30 the- round magazine. 30 made round in America magazine. for Americans, Already baby. a... Man. <laughs> there you go. Brand new Kalishnikov factory being built basically down a block from you. Hey, Drew. Right yeah. in your backyard, baby. You can, Drew, my friend Drew's loving his shit. Here's some hey, employment opportunities for you. I'm sure you get an employee discount. <laughs> employee discount. Yeah, now if you could get, I want to, I don't want to work for the arms manufacturer. <laughs> I want to work for the bullets manufacturer. Yeah, maybe they make them in the same place. That wouldn't shock me at all. Kills fuck the people. I love that song. So, what happened to you, George? How is your car oh, repair going? Yeah, it's a nice segue there, as we call it in the radio yeah. business. I bought a, a newer version of the same car because I'm in a rut. So, you know, my Mitsubishi Montero Sport. And uh, one of my friends said, uh, you know, like, uh, and, and, and I will grant that he didn't know what was going on with the car. <laughs> But he said he took it to the neighborhood mechanic there. I know this guy. He's really good. And uh, long story short, two weeks later, my car is still sitting in the guy's front yard as he's faking his way. I told you, I don't know what his end game was. This was absolutely beyond his ability to repair. It was something that required the engine taken out. He, he didn't even have a way to lift the car up for to look underneath it for crying out. The harmonic stabilizer had broken off. I don't even it's, know what that part is. Uh, well, you know it who stabilizes does? the harmony. You know who does? David. Dave Carey knows David, that yeah. Is. All of a sudden, I'm a harmonic stabilizer expert. But way too late. Spend a lot of money uh, d- doing nothing. Basically, just uh, This is why to- I speak out in favor, okay, the one person that sponsors this show, because I know this guy gets it right. That's Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. Dave Tracy, the entire SA certified group, bumper to bumper. Harmonic stabilizer, I guarantee not only does he yeah. know what it is, I'll bet you he could build one blind. He could tool and die that shit all day long, baby. He put a video on. He just re- he just built an engine for seventy two Vega. I told you this. The sound of that thing, I sport wood. It's un- just that throaty, deep, just four hundred plus horse. Just outrageous for people who are into that. Nine five four two four seven nine three six two. It is absolutely the place 
where people who love their cars take their cars. And there's your reminder right now. All right, once bitten, yeah. I told you, bring it to Dave. It's going to take care of it. I got a friend of mine who's got uh, a GTO, one of the, the, the six point, the Pontiac six liter. She hasn't mm-hmm. driven it in a while. It's my gal die, and she's finally breaking it out. And I said, I got a guy who will make sure it's running fine. Cause this is, if it's a muscle car, not only he can work on anything, but he's going to enjoy. Like this is something he likes. He's looking forward to it. So you want to go there anytime you got car stuff. That's the place to go. Lesson learned. Yes. Oh yeah. Lesson learned. Wasted Lesson. money. Wasted nothing done. Wasted, wasted time. Wasted money. Borrowing cars from people for two weeks. It was horrible. That's just a tragedy of the modern era. And now we know. Don't bring it to Schmo down the block. Bring it to David. No. The guys at Precision Works are going to get it done right. You know what that means. Time for the drive groove of the day. Yep. Back end of my Grand Funk Railroad double shot. This particular song, they came out with an album. The last album they did as a band was... Um, Good singing, good playing. And it was produced by Frank Zappa, who they, they literally, in 74, I guess, I think the, the, the double album, they were going to break up. But they had to come out with another album. And Frank Zappa wanted to do it. He loves this band. He said they were fantastic with a capital F. Like, you know, they were, he, he said they, you know, he loves these guys. And, you know, Frank Zappa says they're good. Okay. I'm going to check them out. And they've got one song on this uh, album. It's called um, Out to Get You. And Zappa does the guitar solos on it with Mark Farner. And it is, it's just a cream puff of song for the shredding out there. It's the drive groove of the day on SoFlowRadio.com.
die from this, do they, George? Get funky.
bucket head right there. That is Red Hot Mama. And it's a live version of it I stumbled across. That song originally is from uh, Funkadelic, from their 71, an album that for me is a must-own, uh, standing on the verge of getting it on, and originally done by the fabulous uh, Eddie Hazel, who was the guitar player for them. The tie-in, of course, with all of that is that Buckethead, his first album was um, Bucketheadland. You know how this guy got, got, like, got in the business? He literally was taking lessons from... Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy from Racer X, uh, Gilbert, Paul Gilbert. Okay. Okay? And this is in California. And what he did is he recorded a song and submitted it to Guitar Player Magazine. They had, like, a competition. And you could submit this song. And he was the runner-up. My, qu- my question is, who actually won? From that, though, that Buckethead album was produced by Bootsy Collins, who went on to be in Parliament Funkadelic. And after Buckethead did that... He went on, he was the original guitar player in one of my favorite kind of pseudo bands called Praxis. Uh, their, their album was uh, Transmutation. Or as I, I refer to that as the five Bs because it's Bill Laswell, Bernie Worrell, Bootsy Collins, Buckethead, and uh, the guy who's the drummer for Primus, uh, Brian, Brian Brain. I can't remember what his last name is. But it was the five Bs. So that was great. Before that, Jerry Reed. What we love, this we guy. love Jerry. We Reed. love Jerry Reed. There's a, and a fine actor, a fine actor, yeah, <laughs> but a phenomenal <laughs> flat picker. Boy yeah, yeah. has got skills for days. And the Jerry Reed show, which was on every single episode, is you know you can go on YouTube and find the musical excerpts from his shows. It was like a variety show. Okay, right. every single show has got a a track like that. He has got people. Everybody went on to that show. Uh, Chet Atkins played with him. Uh, Les Paul played with him. Everybody would show up and do a couple of numbers with him. Every single show has got a track that good. And one of the things that I love about it is it's, that's all right, Mama. One of my, you know, that's Elvis Presley's very first 45. The B-side, Blue Moon of Kentucky, and recorded live in the studio. No drummer. So... Um, it was just him and then another guitar player and a stand-up bass guy. Uh, Scotty Moore is the other guitar player. And for some reason, I can't remember the, the bass player. It's uh, I can't remember who it is. I'll, I'll think of It'll it. It'll come to you. Three I, in the morning. You're I will think of that in a minute. But that, you know, basically came about. That song basically came about the way so many great tracks do. Um, I played a song from Carol Kay called Slick Cat. And it's with her, Joe Pass, on guitar from 71. That song came about the same way that this one did. They, Elvis Presley was in the studio, and they were recording a bunch of tracks. Bill Black. Boom. Thank you. That's right. That's right. All the bong residue hasn't quite faded me out yet. So, they're in the studio, and they were recording songs, and I guess Elvis Presley was playing that track. In, you know, they were on a break. And he, the original of that is by Crudup. From 46, one of those Delta Blues guys that went up to Chicago and recorded a song. And so he was playing like a sped up version of this song that he knew. And that's when um, Phillips, you know, the guy from Sun Records, came in and said, I want to do that. They recorded it live in the studio. One, you know, no uh, overdubbing or anything. They, they all went in, recorded it live. And then they recorded Blue Moon of Kentucky the next day, live in the studio. <laughs> okay? That's, that's great stuff. And the lyrics... From that, to go to take it back even further, we were talking about how you get from point A to point B. 
in so many things. Mm-hmm. Well, the original lyrics from the Crudup version um, are from Blind Lemon Jefferson's um, the the Black Snake Moan. That's it, Black Snake Moan, which he did in the twenties. And of course, that got me to thinking about yes, Beck Bogart and Apathy's version of their their song Black Cat Moan. From their album, you know, which has got some great stuff on it, uh, Lady. Best version of Superstition ever recorded, Beck Bogart and Apsy on that album. Fat, just, Beckett is angriest. He's just ornery on that. The sound of that guitar is ornery on that album. And kicking off the set, yeah, little more, little more Grand Funk Railroad. I got that Mark Farner swirl on when I was in New York. Thank you, Roger, for hooking me up with those ticks. That is with Frank Zappa, the unmistakable sound of the Frank Zappa guitar on that one. And from 1976, out to get you from good singing, good playing. Hey, I have been granted extra groove time by my man over here, Gramps. Gramps. Gramps, Gramps Master Flash. Gramps Master Flash, that's it. <laughs> Our newly minted grandpa over here. That's the phone call I got. I'm on the phone with him. I'm, up, I'm, in, I'm in New York. I get on the phone with him. And he's yeah. like, hey, I'm a grandpa. Yeah, but you were you all were, of a sudden. You're like too ah, out of nowhere. Don't know. I don't know. know, I don't know. It's uh, osmosis. Os- <laughs> uh, so I'm in New York, and of course, every time I go to New York, I get that my New York swirl on when I come back from music. So I got to sit here. There's kind of a little little New York stuff, and we're gonna finish it off with a little New York stuff. I've yacked enough. We're gonna groove some more. Kick it off with Lou Reed. I'm waiting for the man.
and I'm feeling kind of sporty. Went to the bar, caught me a 40. Got kind of high and uh, kind of drunk, so I kicked the ass of this little punk. Forgot my key, I had to ring my bell. My mama came first, she said, who the hell? Wait, mama, wait, it's me, your little son. Before I knew it, my mom pulled the gun. I know who you are, but who the hell is that? I turned around, man, this bitch was fat. I really don't know what she got into the car. I must have picked her up when I left the bar. You know, homie, homie, man, I wanted to chill. But you know her mother's are. She wanted to ill. So I said, hey, baby, is you on the bill? Cause tonight I want to be your lover. Just one thing, I forgot to buy a rubber. Wait a little while, then we snuck upstairs. Step by step with a hint of fear. We got into my room, bitch, started to scream. Mama busted in, what a fucked up scene. Kind of funny, gold around my neck, pockets full of money. Went to the corner, man. Who did I see? But the super bad bitch looking back at me. I said, If I wait, and then you got a big butt. Bitch, all she said was, What? I said, My name is Cooley, baby. I'm with the shores. Before I knew it, up come my boys. Noisy as hell and drunk as shit. Say, Yo, Schooly, school, what time is it? Looked a little closer, and I knew it was a gag. What I thought was a girl was nothing but a fag. Oh, man, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Eminem, man, it's the wild Saturday nights, man. You know, I got something else to say, man. I got something to say, man, that everybody is like this. Everybody rapping, but they don't know how. Should have seen a boy rapping to the cow. He rapped so hard that the niggas saw smoke. He looked up the shiver and they both took a toe. The cow got high and the boy got by. He's don't come in my face and ask me why. Chiba, chiba, y'all. Yes, that cheaper, cheaper, making me feel like that. Cheaper, cheaper, y'all. Um, some call it cheaper, some call it weed. It's the killer, it's the thrower, it's the thing that you need. So cheaper, cheaper, y'all. Little Miss Muffet sat on the suffering. Smoking a J and scratching the itch. Along came Spider and sat down beside her and said, Yo, it's up a death bitch. The tins on the road came Mary and the lamb. Smoking a lacy in each and every hand. The poor little spider, he couldn't score any. They was two dollar bitches and he only had a penny. Cheaper, cheaper, y'all. Yeah. Cheaper, cheaper, y'all, y'all. Well, let me take a little tell about Peter the Pimp. MC's trying to cap a limp Rode around town in a couple of cars Got gagged by the man trying to stick up a bar The judge said, boy, what was on your mind? Said, ask me, she was cocaine and some wine The judge said, boy, relax and have a beer We won't be doing shit for the next ten years Chiba, chiba, y'all, y'all Yeah, it's that chiba, chiba Chiba, chiba, y'all Chiba, y'all Some call it cheaper, some call it weed. It's a killer, it's a filler, it's a thing that you need. It's a cheaper, cheaper, y'all, y'all. Yeah, yeah, you know. Me and my man, Cold Money, my man Eminem, we're just chilling. <laughs> you know what I mean? My name happens to be Schoolie V. If you 
didn't guess by now, you know, on the school of video makes me crazy ass shit like this. <laughs> I get back. Take it away, too. D. That is old school by definition. If you look up in the dictionary what old school is, it's Schooly D. Right there, Saturday night, baby. Chiba Chiba, you all to kill it, the thriller, the thing that you need. You know, all these guys, NWA's going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, they ought to be kissing this motherfucker's ass, okay? Because this is he's the original, I, I'm going to say it the way I want to say it, guy. Schooly D got it done. Between that and uh, Am I Black Enough for the, the, the entire album, Am I Black Enough for You? A must own, must own. It's that good. It is every track on it is a gem. Uh, I've got, I of course have the entire School EG collection. I, you know, I don't mess around. But if you're gonna get one, get Am I Black Enough for you? Fabulous stuff for that. Lou Reed, waiting for the man. You can tell we were we were discussing about how uh, the, the music <laughs> a bit dated because. I'm waiting for the man. Twenty dollars in my hand. If you got twenty dollars in your hand and you're yeah, waiting for the man, you're gonna be waiting a long time. Okay. Inflation. Inflation. <laughs> Inflation. Basically, what you're gonna get now is half of what you thought you were gonna get, which was the half. So right. Now you're getting half to half. <laughs> Bummer, dude. <laughs> I was t- t- telling somebody about what the you know you're waiting for the man. Well, that's because your man is on what we refer to as DD time, drug dealer time. So you call him on the phone and he goes, "I'll be there in a half hour." Okay, you think he means a half hour. <laughs> this is a problem I had in Hawaii. You no, know, Hawaiian, Hawaiian time. time yeah. yeah, man, I'll be there. I'll be there in an hour next Tuesday when he shows up. Yeah, dude, what's the problem? What, what, what's I'm the problem? here. I'm here, man. I'm here, man. What? What's your problem, dude? Yo, brah. What? Don't be. You need to mellow out. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't need to mellow out. What I would I? have to adjust. Oh, please. <laughs> it literally took me a year before I started stop screaming at people. Yeah. I was like, look, if you can't be here for five hours, tell me I'll be there in five hours. No. Can't you just tell me when you're going to be here? Nah. No. Nah. What co- and my question was always, well, what got in the way? I don't know. I, just, I, you know, I don't have a watch. <laughs> I don't have a watch. I get time, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was at the beach, and I was smoking, yeah. and I lost track of what I was losing track of, dude. <laughs> That's a lie for you. You know, when I came out there, and I remember. I remember somebody, you know, telling me, they were like, you know, Hawaii's going to change. I'm like, you know, my first thought was, I'm a New Yorker. Okay, Hawaii doesn't change me. I change Hawaii. Wrong. Right. right. Wrong. <laughs> I was going to no, say, who it, won? <laughs> yeah, oh, Hawaii won. Let me tell you something. The Aloha State won, and I am glad that it did. Okay? I've got nothing bad to say about Hawaii. Okay? That is a great place. And the people I met there, despite their, not, their tardiness, and non-punctuality on pretty much every occasion. Some pretty groovy-ass people. Hey, got some extra groove for you because it's 4 o'clock right now. But I'm finishing off this, the, uh, the show with one of my favorites. In, in my opinion, one of the 10 best studio-produced albums to come out prior to 1980. This is uh, The Land Lies Down on Broadway. It's a great album. And this is the last album that Peter Gabriel was on. But he didn't write the music. This is all um, Rutherford. I believe Rutherford wrote, I think, every track on here. All right. Um, but Peter Gabriel wrote all the lyrics. That was, again, it's all about the story about Rail, the, the, the Puerto Rican kid, and shit like that. It's very, you know, it's really, 
it's worth buying the, you know, I have the double album itself, and it comes with a story and the entire thing, and it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, they did this show live on one tour, and um, I saw some video clips of it. There's not really a lot of great shit out there. The first Genesis live album uh, is fantastic. Um, that's a must-own for me personally. Um, I think that, you know, all that early Genesis is what I'm into. Once once Gabriel left the band, Trick of the Tail and Wind and Wuthering were the two albums that came out after he left the band. And then they did their live album, Seconds Out. And I saw them on that tour. And Peter Gabriel actually showed up on stage and did I Know What I Like and Supper's Ready at Madison Square Garden. It was like 78, 79, somewhere in there. So that was the last time he played with him for like 20 years. I was like at that show. I was like, wow. Lucky you. Yeah, very lucky. Very, very lucky. So... I am super-duper grateful. As always, the show is about what? Yeah, baby. Attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody out there. So hit me with it, baby, because for myself and George, as always, it's aloha.
You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. 